When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And welcome back to the kingdom. What I'm welcoming into the kingdom this week. Uh, Transparency. I have been super transparent about how I've been feeling. And my thoughts recently, which is good, I realized that I tend to bottle a lot of emotions up and it doesn't serve me any good because then nobody truly knows how I'm feeling. So that's what I'm welcoming into the kingdom this week. Oh, and um, unscented deodorant because that's just what I got from Trader Joe's. What I'm exiling out of the kingdom this week is, uh, hmm, I don't even know, um, unforgiveness, that's what I'm exiling out of the kingdom this week, is unforgiveness, (laughs) um, unforgiveness towards myself. And unforgiveness towards other people. There you have it. Wow, that was the shortest intro ever. I'm sure you guys can't even believe that that intro was that short. But it is. Because I'm fed up with myself. (laughs) And sometimes we just need to get straight to the point. You know what I mean? Like, no gimmicks. No blah, blah, blah. Straight to the point. And today's point is that I realized, and you're going to say, wow, shocker. But I realized that I, I'm feeling far from God. Or I've kind of fallen far from God. Um, which is a bit weird for me to say because I actually started going to church on a regular basis recently i found a church that is super close to my apartment and it's a pretty good one too like a lot of people know it so um i've been enjoying going to church and looking forward to church and this is the reason why you can't just chalk up your christianity to whether or not you go to church because you can go to church every sunday and still be far from god um aka me um, so that's why, like, you can't really judge somebody based on whether they go to church or not, you know? Going to church is good, though. It's always a good thing. But just as an FYI, like, going to church doesn't determine your level or validity of your salvation, you know? Um, but I was in the car with my boyfriend, Lucas, who I just got off the phone with. Um, we had a two-hour-long conversation about 
probably one of the hardest conversations. Um, I feel like we've been having a lot of hard conversations recently, but that is just pushing us towards growth, you know? So it's a good thing because sometimes the lovey-dovey stuff fades and you're left with real people, you know? Like, you are a whole nother person that I have to learn. I'm a whole nother person that you have to learn. So it's very hard. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, being in a relationship is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But it's also such an easygoing relationship that, like, these things don't feel that big to me, even though it's a hard conversation and it's uncomfortable and it's, like, two hours long. But, like, it just feels good. I never leave it feeling worse than before, which is a really good sign. Like, that should be your litmus test for anybody that you're dating or seeing how do you feel after conversations or how do you feel after conflict do you still feel worse and want to kill the person that may not be the person for you <laughs> um but yeah i just got off the phone with him that was random but i was on the way to like trader joe's with him recently and i just sat back and i looked out towards the sky and I said I don't remember the last time I heard from the Holy Spirit and as soon as I said that I immediately knew that was false because you know in my head I feel like oh I don't know when was the last time I heard from the Holy Spirit in reality I know that the Holy Spirit is always talking to me. I'm just not listening. Like, I'll I'll feel his nudge that, like, don't do this or do this instead or say this instead. And I just say, nope, I'm going to do my own thing. And I do the opposite. Um, <laughs> And it's been happening a lot. So And then I sit there and I'm like, huh, I feel so far from God. <laughs> And it's like, duh, if your friend was trying to talk to you and you ignored them every day, you're not going to be like, dang, where's my friend? Because you just have been ignoring him all the time. So, yeah, um, I really sat down and I realized I feel far from God and I haven't been listening to him much. And the signs that I have kind of you know, fallen or lost my touch. Um, and when I say fallen, I don't mean like a dr- this dramatic thing that go, oh, I've fallen. It's just like, it's just a word Christians use. You know what I mean? It's not really like, it is that deep, but I'm not saying it to demonize myself or like chastise myself or like you falling. I guess I can rephrase it is that I don't feel as in tune with the spirit. I don't feel as in tune with the Holy Spirit and I don't feel as in tune with God, you know? And sometimes it feels like a fall because when you are in tune with the Holy Spirit and you're in tune with God, it feels like you're standing upright. And then when you're not, it feels like you're in a defeated position. So here are the signs that kind of alerted me, you know. I think I was thinking about all these things. 
and it was just like ding 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 Karen like you are far from God now um example of things that kind of showed me (laughs) if it wasn't obvious to myself enough is um skipping or choosing to ignore the nudges of the Holy Spirit sometimes I know it's the Holy Spirit telling me to do things and I just ignore it because that's not what I'm trying to do right now you know right now I'm trying to do my own thing and like I'm trying to do this thing that I I'm hearing that I shouldn't do but it feels like I should so I'm just gonna go with it because that's the most like easy comfortable decision for me at that point I I'm unwilling to go through with the uncomfortability of denying myself which is wild because I built a whole brand on denying yourself and now I'm finding myself in positions where I am not denying myself at all I'm giving into everything yeah There's the weirdest sounds outside my window right now. So I'm like pausing because it sounded like somebody was going at it, if you know what I mean. But now it sounds like birds. So I really don't understand what's going on with my neighbors, but whatever. Um, Other signs. Tolerating thoughts that I wouldn't, you know, um, holding grudges, being angry not forgiving, just being really hot-headed, um, giving attitude so much. Like, you know, I haven't been in tune with the Holy Spirit when I'm just yappa, yappa, yapping. Like, your mouth is moving a lot like a rat. Shut it, please. <laughs> That's how I know. It's when I just say things without thinking of the consequences um skipping out on quiet time and just being like oh you know I'm gonna be late to work so no quiet time for me and I feel like I didn't do quiet time like all of last week which is wild because I'm just raw dogging my days seriously um yeah I guess tolerating thoughts I shouldn't giving into activities and actions I shouldn't Ignoring the Holy Spirit's nudges, not really wanting to spend time with him. Would the spend time with him mean quiet time, pray, listening to worship, like all of that stuff I've just has just been just the last thing on my mind. And I'm not really doing it on purpose. It's just like I my reality the reality that I'm living in right now. It feels like I don't have time for those things, which is a lie, you know? So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was just writing with Lucas, and I was like, wow. Like, I really feel super far. I don't, you know, I don't know the last time I felt close to God, and that's because I haven't been spending time with him. And, um, And I'm seeing a lot of consequences of that in my life. Um, a lot of, you know, kind of like one of the main reasons why Lucas and I probably have been having to have hard conversations is because when your relationship with God is not solid, your relationship with other people are not solid. 
um, because you don't have that anchor that's like holding you. So then everything around you starts to become shaky. Um, so my relationships, um, friendships, um, you know, whatever, passions, hobbies, purpose, identity, everything becomes shaky. And then that's when it feels like the world is like caving in on you because everything is shaky. And um, something really cool that I heard one time was that like everything, you know, everything on earth is made to obey, right? And in one YouTube video, I kind of talked about how I came to the conclusion or the realization that as human beings, it is our nature to worship. It is our in our nature to worship. Um, that's genuinely what we were made to do. And it doesn't even matter what you're worshiping. Like, I'm not just saying like Christians were made to worship God. I'm saying as human beings, it is in our nature to worship something. It can be anything. Like, that's why little kids have superheroes and, like, idols that they look up to. That's why grown men <laughs> have idols they look up to. It's it's in our nature to imitate and want to be like. So then when the thing you are imitating or want to be like is not Jesus in my opinion, then it's just everything's a bit wonky, you know? And, like, you know, when nature disobeys, when nature disobeys or rebels, okay, then we call that, like, a tornado or a, a storm a hurricane, an earthquake, because those are disasters because they're not supposed to behave like that. So when we rebel, of course our lives are going to be disasters because we're, we're rebelling and going against our nature of worship. But it, it matters who you worship. And, yeah, so I don't know if that makes sense. I think I'm trying to say something. I'm not sure if I articulated it properly. But, you know, it's always a sign when, like, you're just feeling down and you're feeling far from everybody. You're feeling isolated. You're feeling just negative. And you're like, hmm, when was the last time I truly spent time with God? Oh, it's been a while. Like, no wonder I feel this way. So, you know, it's first step to change is acceptance <laughs> and acknowledging that you have gone far. Because if you don't even realize that you've gone far, you're just going further, you know. But the good thing about that is you can't really go too far. He's always really close him being God <laughs> so I have you know I'm not gonna make this super long but um I've kind of set up a plan of how to 
build a relationship with God again after falling off. And it really doesn't, it really just does not matter what you do because I'm not going to say wake up at 5 a.m. and do Bible study or go to church on Sundays all the time or like, you know, only listen to worship music. There's no formula to these things. And that's something I'm also learning is because I'm very like formulaic in the way that I think. Okay. So for example, I think I mentioned in a podcast episode once that the reason why sometimes I miss an episode is not because I don't have anything to record or say, but it's which sometimes that's the case, but it's mostly because my my the formula in my head of how I wanted to record the podcast, like one variable was off. So to me, that means the entire podcast is off. I'll give you a clear example. Let's say I'm like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to stretch, do Bible study, do an at-home Pilates, sweep, clean my room, and then record my podcast, right? I'm like, yeah, that's that's how I have envisioned, you know, recording the podcast. And that's the formula I've created around recording the podcast. So when I wake up and let's say I stretch, I do Bible study, but then something comes up and I miss a step. Either I didn't do at-home Pilates or I didn't clean or something. Because the formula isn't exactly how I want it, I'm like, all right, I guess the podcast is off (laughs) because my day hasn't gone according to plan. And so that's why I'm learning, like, you can't really put a formula around spending time with God. You can't be like, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. Because this is what I would do. I'll say, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to do an hour of Bible study and praying. What happens when I wake up at 5.36? It's like, oops, I guess I woke up at 5.36 and not 5, so it's off. That's generally how my brain thinks. And it's harmful because... Your days are never really going to go exactly how you want it to. And I'm not sure what kind of characteristics or personality personality traits that is that I need everything to go according to plan before I do something. But that's also something that has been hard because I've been meaning to wake up early and do Bible study, right? But then I wake up at like seven instead of six and now that I've woken up at seven it's like I can't do anything I had planned to do at six if I had planned to read my bible stretch and yeah let's say I plan to read my bible and stretch at six when I wake up at seven I'm like all right whatever I plan to do at seven is what I'm going to do at seven I'm not going to squeeze in anything else So I'm not going to stretch or read my Bible because I woke up at seven instead of six. Now the time has passed, so I can't do those activities because I did not envision them to be going on at seven (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, so you can see how a mindset like that 
would just cause you to skip out on spending time with God. And I have kind of, you know, sat down and really thought about what would, you know, bridge the gap. What would, what would bridge the gap? What can make me go back to where I was in terms of spirituality, in terms of my faith, in terms of how closely I listened to God and how closely I obeyed him? How can I get that back? Because I need it back because my life is in shambles now. You know what I mean? And I just need his constant voice telling me what to do. And I can't be ignoring his voice and I, because then I won't hear it anymore. It's, it becomes mumbo jumbo. Um, but I need to be paying close attention. And the only way I can do that it's by spending time with him. Seriously, you cannot be close to anybody if you don't spend time with them. So it just it really doesn't even matter what you do or how you do it. You just need to spend time with him. Um, I realized that I was putting too much pressure on waking up early to do Bible study or like spend time with God when I could just do it at night. You know what I mean? It never occurred to me that I could just move my quiet time to the nighttime instead because I'm usually more awake during the nighttime. I feel like I'm a night owl instead of like a morning person. Although I do like waking up early, but it's like you don't always have to do the quiet time in the morning. You can do them in the evening. You can do them in the afternoon. You can do them whenever. All that matters is that it happens, you know? So instead of me just being, I have to wake up at 6 o'clock to do 30 minutes of Bible reading. It's like the 30 minutes can happen when I'm in bed about to fall asleep or like headed to bed, not when I wake up. It doesn't have to be always when I wake up. Um, other things I plan to do to bridge the gap is to start fasting again. I stopped fasting when I moved to New York City. I think, I think honestly, moving to New York City is what has caused all this shuffle um because everything just feels so fast paced and it feels like I don't have time for anything especially with a full-time job as well so just navigating all those things um has really created a dent and a, a gap in my prayer life and in my walk with God and when those gaps happen that's when sin can come in. That's when lukewarmness can come in. That's when entertaining little thoughts can come in because you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, I'm not doing something that's that bad, you know? And then slowly it just built up. So the gaps are normal, but understand that the gaps are what causes, you know, sin to come in. And when sin comes in, you feel far from God because either one, you're comfortable with the sin or two, you're ashamed of it. Both scenarios pull you away from God and from being close with his spirit. And we need his spirit. I need his spirit so bad. I didn't envision a time where I would be this lacking of his spirit. I feel like I've been very lacking of his spirit and it feels like a drought it makes everything in my life feel stale and feel like a drought. I really don't see the beauty in life. I don't wake up joyful, you know. I'm more I get more angry, I get more feisty, um more sad, more hopelessness and purpose 
lessness. <laughs> um, so I need the spirit bad. And, you know, I always thought I was going to be 100% on fire all the time. And I couldn't even imagine a time where I wouldn't be. And now I'm in here in a time where I'm not. And it's like, whoa, what happened? You know what I mean? And it slowly creeps in. It's just not one day you're not on fire for God anymore. It's like a slow, slow burnout of the candle. And you don't see it coming because you're thinking, oh, I just, I'm missing it this one day or I'm ignoring his voice just this one time. But it's a constant, it becomes a constant thing and, and you find yourself lacking. You Don't let them catch you lacking. <laughs> don't let them catch you lacking. You know who I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, fast again. Um, doing quiet time at night instead of in the morning. The mornings are good too. Mornings is good to wake up. But, you know, if I say I'm only going to do it in the morning and I miss the morning... And I'm like, whoop, I missed the morning. Then, no, that's not good. You have to just, it doesn't matter when it is. Just spending time. And spending time looks so many different ways. It looks like sitting in silence and journaling your thoughts to him. It looks like listening to music that talk about him. It looks like just talking to him, like literally just envisioning God sitting at the foot of your bed and be like, hey, so this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. Like you will feel so much closer to him because if you're talking to him, um, spending time looks like reading his word. Spending time, yeah, it looks a lot of different ways. Spending time looks like spending time with people who are a reflection of him as well. Um, Yeah. People who carry his spirit, sermons, what goes into your ears, all that stuff. And also another thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask God for a revelation of him. Um, Because sometimes we are serving this God and we want to live up to his expectations almost or, or be this person that God wants to, we think God wants us to be. When we don't have a revelation of him. We don't know what he looks like. We don't know what he sounds like. We don't know. You know what I mean? We just don't know from his, his end. So it makes walking with him harder because it's like I'm walking blindly. But when you ask him, hey, show me a revelation of you, God. I want to see an, a revelation of you. I want to encounter you. It can come in many ways. It can come with a, in a voice, in a dream, while you're reading the Bible, something you see in nature. It can come in so many different ways. Just ask him for that. And and when we ask him, we when we ask, we shall receive. So when we ask for a revelation of him and he gives us a revelation of him no, regardless of where or how, instantly you're going to feel closer to him because you're like, "Ah, I see you. I see you and you see me." You know? Yeah. Um I'm going to end with this. Lucas is currently working on a painting about Ezekiel and the dry bones. And if you don't know that story, I've heard, I had heard that story a couple of times, but it didn't hit me as much as it hit me today. 
And he's been working on this painting for a while, so it's not even like I got this. It hit me through his artwork or something because the painting's not even done. But um, I heard that verse again in a sermon that I was listening today. And it's basically like God took Ezekiel to a valley of just dead bones. Just like imagine just skeletons, a valley of skeletons. And God is like, hey, do you think these skeletons can become alive again? And he's like, I don't know, chief, you tell me. Like, you know. Like, you're the one who can make it come alive. And then he goes, how about you prophesy and declare that it will come alive and see what I can do? So God puts Ezekiel to the test. Because Ezekiel is looking at God like, God, you're the one that can make these dry bones come alive. And God is saying, no, I've given you the power to make these dry bones come alive. And oftentimes when we are far from God or we feel, you know, we feel far, we feel dead, we feel defeated, we feel weak. We are waiting for him to do something. We're like, God, do something. Pull me out of this. Bring me closer to you. Do something. And he, and I think what I got from the story about Ezekiel was like, no, you declare, you prophesy, you tell yourself, I am not defeated, I am victorious. I am coming alive. My prayer life is coming alive. My spiritual life is coming alive. Like, declare and prophesy that these dry bones will come alive again, that you will become alive again. You will become breathing, breathe again. <laughs> He will put his life into you again. You have the power to declare that. And he will do it. He literally said to Ezekiel, he said, and and watch if I won't do it. You know, <laughs> basically like say that, prophesy that these bones will come alive. And if they don't come alive, basically I'm not God. So he's putting us to the test. Like whatever it is that you feel is drought or is dry from your life in this case i'm saying that my you know i'm not in tune with god um and that's like even this podcast alone is helping me become more in tune with him but i feel like dry bones you know i feel like dry bones hopeless defeated isolated just dry and he's telling me, he's telling you, declare, prophesy that these bones will come alive. And they will. That your purpose will come alive to you again. Your visions will come alive to you again. Your friendships will come alive to you again. He will come alive to you again. And a re- revelation of him will be alive to you again. Um, yeah, I love you guys. Let's put in this work. Let's put in this, these prophecies. Let's not just sit around waiting for things to change. He's given us the power to prophesy over ourselves. And for anyone who is kind of in the same situation as me, you have the power to make your spiritual life come alive again. And with his help, of course. But... You know, say to yourself, get up and say, no, the devil cannot have hold of me anymore. 
I prophesy and I declare that I am back on track with God. I am alive again. He is alive in me. And it'll happen. And we just have to spend time with him. That's all. Literally, it's so easy. Spend time with God. Talk to him. Listen to him. Easier said than done, I know, but that's really the only solution. So I love you. I'm praying for you. And I'll be talking to you in my next episode, which is a very exciting one, actually. So stay tuned. It's going to be with a special guest, two special guests. Ooh, am I giving too much away? Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later. I love you and welcome to the kingdom.